The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and or share it with a friend. I want to thank our sponsor right off the top. It's the all-inclusive podcast with Jay Ruderman of the Ruderman Foundation. Fantastic cause. Fantastic podcast. Find that podcast wherever you find your shows. And if you want your own podcast, by the way, kids, we produce them here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go to find all the info. Get in touch with us. So who's in love? Raise your hand if you're in love. Oh, this is just a podcast. I can't see you raising your hand. But maybe the person on the other end is raising her hand, or maybe she can help you raise your hand because I have one of the world's greatest matchmakers on the line. Her name is Gabrielle Love. She's out of Florida, and she joins us here in the virtual studios today. Yes. Yes. Oh, listen to the applause. This is exciting. So we're going to hear all about that. And so, uh, Gabrielle, how- I'm well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, David. Delighted to. It's it's a topic that we all need to talk about from time to time. And I know you've been a matchmaker for a while. You throw all kinds of events and you help people find love. Do you enjoy what you do? Absolutely. There's a big passion of mine. There's nothing more fulfilling than setting two people up on a date that actually feel tingly around each other. The way I look at it is that these days, anytime that we have away from our work or from our friends or even our family, even usually means that it's some sort of dating or meet and greet or possibility of ending up in bed with them, mm. which we don't do with our work friends, our family, or our friends, right? Usually and we so don't, it's, right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a different energy, and we all know what I mean by right. it. These apps and dating sites are out of control because that's what really are paying for. The statistic is that 60% of men never even meet anyone they talk to on a site wow. or an app, and 40% of the women do. But what they pay for is just that different feeling that we get around somebody that we might energetically want to touch their hand or be comfortable if they put their arm around our waist or anything further. And that's of of, of value to most healthy Americans these days. I don't focus in other countries yet, mm-hmm. but that's, that's what my work what's so fulfilling for me because when I put two people together whether it's for a lunch date or a dinner date and they get that tingly different feeling that they don't get from anyone else in their life at that moment and they get back to me and say wow yeah I know that I want to see them again that was great that is just very fulfilling work why do you think the websites and the apps, and I guess we're talking about Tinder and Bumble and, I don't know, plenty of fish, there, there are a lot of them. 
What? Sure. Where do they fall short? Are they just too superficial? Because you only get a brief glimpse of someone and you don't get to know them. Why? Why don't they work? Well, if somebody works with me as a matchmaker, it's a hundred percent. They're what they're paying for. It's a hundred percent closure that they're going to meet someone, whether or not it's going to be the love of their life or. They're not going to want to see it again. What they're paying for is 100% guarantee they're going to meet someone. On the site, like I said, the statistics is, are really that 40% of women actually meet the guys they talk to, and, or 60%, and only 40% of the men do. So they're paying and not actually getting the service that they think they're paying for. So it's become actually a different addiction where some people just mm. like to just chit chat or have some look at their phone. We're all addicted to looking at our smartphone. It gives it gives a reason to look at the smartphone, right? We only talk to our work, our family members, and the rest of the time we're addicted to looking at our smartphone. And so that's why these sites are making so much money yeah. because it's a huge addiction in the American love community. I think people love to swipe because swiping is like, it's like you're playing a video game. It's like, oh, she's cute. Oh, she's not that cute. And uh, maybe her and maybe not her. And so I admit, because I've been on those apps before, and I admit I've gone weeks just swiping and maybe matching with people, but then not following up because... I don't know. I get lazy or something. <laughs> no, so, it, it, it happens with everybody. People just don't just don't do it for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But what, when somebody pays for matchmaking, it's a hundred percent guarantee that they're actually going to be meeting someone. My prediction is anyone that's middle class and above, within the next two to five years, it is the only way that we'll all be dating. Okay. Only way. And that's because, and of course, some of the people that are addicted to, like what you said, the video game, yeah. will still be doing it on their smartphone too. But taking seriously dating is really only going to, is evolving to where it's only going to be for matchmaking because, like I said, it's a, you're paying for something that is a 100% guaranteed service. When you go to Whole Foods, it's 100% guaranteed that you're going to buy something and have to go through the cashier and right. you're going to end up with a product that's paid for. It's a hundred percent guaranteed. You're mm. not going to put yourself on the, the, on the whole food. Yeah. yeah. You're going to walk out of there with something. It's, it's not going to be right. like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't match up with that head of lettuce or that uh, cluster of broccoli. I, I just didn't, I, I didn't feel right. I, I, I didn't feel right. I, I just left it there. I just right. I didn't feel right about that nectarine. We didn't really connect. So I decided to walk away. You're right. You're right about that. I just gave it to the neighbor, the other right. counter. Yeah. So first of all, it's gabbylove.com and that's two V's in the love. So G-A-B-I. Yeah. It's actually drlove.com. So oh, okay. D-R-L-O-V-V-E.com. So there's two V's as in Victor. Got it. Dr. Love, D-R-L-O-V-V-E.com. Very good. And yeah. so how do you, how do you, what is the, your secret sauce? What is your process to get to know someone so you can know who to set them up with? Well, I did study in a master's of arts program, marriage and family counseling um, for three years. 
-hmm. And then I decided I needed a master's of also. So I studied industrial organizational psychology and a master's of science program, which I'm six months away from finishing and then I start my doctorate next year to authenticize my brand, Dr. Love. I actually have been setting up couples since, oh gosh, it's been over 15 years. I used to own beauty spas, three of them in the Los Angeles, Beverly Hills and Simi Valley area. And it's evolved out of that. People would come to my spa and all they really wanted to talk about was their love life, nothing else, their love life. And so I got obsessed with it. I started to buy every single love, love help book I could find because it's what my clients were interested in. And they trusted me with private information. You men don't have a lot of people to talk to about your love lives. You guys, you talk about sports or did you hear that radio show? It's true. House traffic. Yep. House traffic or if somebody (laughs) is married, it's like, how's Bonnie? Okay. (laughs) She's great. So conversation ends. And uh, um, there are more men these days that do have therapists Mm -hmm. or coaches, but it's still very small amount of women that men, American men, have to really talk to and trust with the nitty gritty, God forbid, uncomfortable things about their love life. There are more men that talk more than others and that will talk about, well, Sandy, they talk a little bit more. But the deep stuff is still much more of a female arena. Women will go to brunch for five hours on a Sunday and their entire conversation is about men and just dissecting men. And, and so they get a lot more feedback about their love life advice. I actually, when I work with clients, I tell them to stop talking to friends and family about their love life period. It does more harm than good in my opinion. And, and not from a bad standpoint, our Mm -hmm. friends and family love us. Right. They care about us, so they want to help us. So then when we are having trouble with a significant lover or husband or wife and we go to friends and family and talk about it, they instantly jump on our side. They can't see straight, and they're just like, oh, the other person's a jerk. Oh, I you see. Know? Yeah. So you're and not, you're not, not necessarily the- getting honest advice. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's why a therapist, a matchmaker, just because I have two psychology degrees in that arena, I'm not saying all matchmakers are into love counsel, but I work mostly with men. And a lot of these men call me every day. I help them with their dating life on apps and things too, or with other matchmakers. But they call me really to talk about, to get advice. And it's not advice. Men don't want advice. They just want me to tell them about women. I will educate them on the psychology of a woman. What they really call me for is so I can dissect whether the woman really likes them or if she's a gold digger Mm. or if she wants to marry him or if she's just using him for his money Mm -hmm. or if she really loves him. That's what the men really call me for is so we can figure that out. And I'm not saying that there's there is a whole uh, a slew of men that actually want women to like them for right they, right they don't mind that well, at all yeah well this is what jamie fox was warning us about well i'm in need yes it's a trifling friend indeed 
Oh, she's a gold. You don't hear this song that much anymore. Way over time. <laughs> that digs on me. Uh, you're not. You're not always necessarily <laughs> saying she's a gold digger, but sometimes she is. I love that song. <laughs> it is a good song and a, and a very valuable cautionary tale. Let me ask you something. Of of all the the dates you've been on in your life, how think about? Let's start with the good ones. Think think about the good ones. How do you know? When you're on a good date. Well, the chemist, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to be really honest because yep. I have set up uh, probably into the thousands of couples now because I used to have four matchmaking parties in New York, which is the hardest dating market on earth a month. And I used to lecture every Friday night and do these match- matchmaking parties, which are very difficult. So I've probably set up thousands of couples at this point face to face and on a dinner table. And oh. I'll be honest, yep. the men know right away because their penis moves. Uh, your, their, your penis talks <laughs> to you in some <laughs> form or manner. I don't know. I don't have a penis. Yeah. Um, but I would lecture every Friday night um, in New York at an upstanding political venue, which I won't mention just because, you know, I want to exclude. Uh, po- uh, right. Yeah, make no it politics. politics. Right. Um, but it's a famous venue, uh, very upstanding, and I would say this, and I'd get standing ovation from the men, and I'd have <laughs> women that would actually walk out of my lectures. I, I piss women off constantly, and guess what? All those women have come back to me, and and they still work with me. They still go uh, uh, on dates with uh, contenders that I have, and came back humbly at some point and we're all friends again. So what it was is I, I hit sensitive buttons of yep. women that the men just don't have. But on a first date, a woman kind of knows either she really knows or she knows for sure it's a no. But women, if she is not a hundred percent sure it's a no, you men still have an opportunity to get that to a yes. Because for mm. us women, it's a slower decision-making process. Mm. We can only have 17 babies in a lifetime. A real busy man mm. can have 800 babies in a month. Okay? Yeah, there are, <laughs> yeah, there are some, some NBA players have proven that. So I mean, we, we, yeah, so we will feel it. Already. Men will know right away. The tallywhacker will know. The, one, yeah, the it, one-eyed wonder worm will know. If you're not attracted from date one, we'll never get that back. When people like that in the past had had to marry, you know, maybe because the woman didn't have any money, the guy kind of liked her, and if he didn't marry her, she couldn't survive. You right. know, women haven't even really been making money really since 1980s, if we get real about it. Mm-hmm. Um, started in the 70s. So in the 60s and the 50s, because I deal with a lot of older men, they had to marry women really not out of love, out of feeling sorry for them because they kind of liked them. If they didn't marry them, the woman wouldn't survive. Mm. Okay? Uh, the women can grow. We can grow to love a guy more. We can kind of mm. like him on a first date, but there leaves room for you men to earn our love. Mm. For men, it's different. Any man who's ever married a woman that he had issues with and the attraction level for, let's say it was a family setup thing, 
let's say it was, it was just time for him to get married. Let's say he impregnated her mm. and it was the best thing for the family. And he married her, but the sexual attraction was always a, a low button of right. fulfillment for mm-hmm. him. That is, I just, a lot of people go to therapy for that or have sexologists and mm. sex therapists for that, but it's usually a dead end story. If a man's penis does not give him a good sign <laughs> on a on a first date, usually um, it's unfixable in my statistics <laughs> of studying thousands and thousands of people now. And I got my master's degree shortly after at age nineteen or something from University of Florida. So I got it. It's all about the penis. So now here, now the the question, the question though is, if the men have more time to woo the women and maybe bring them around, what are the best ways of doing that? So don't answer yet, Gabrielle, because we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, a okay. couple, couple of final uh, words of wisdom from the one and only Doctor Love. And by the way, go to d r l o double dot com to find out more about Gabrielle and all of her services. We'll be right back in less than a minute, so hang tight. Hi, I'm Jay Ruderman. All Inclusive is a podcast focused on inclusion and social justice. Join me as I interview leaders and experts on the latest news focused on advocacy for social justice. In order to make progress that will lead to a more equitable future, honest discussions must be held. That is what All Inclusive is all about. Listen and subscribe to the all-inclusive podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Visit the show website for more information and full episode transcripts at www.allinclusivepodcast.com. And we've got a few minutes left to spend with Gabrielle Love, the master matchmaker. I have your theme song right here. Right? That music should follow you around. And, and it is an industry all about kissing. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me get back to that question. What 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 are the if you had to give a couple tips as to approach for men who have women who might be interested in them, but they're not over the hump yet. No pun intended. I say give me a call because ah. my uh passion and with my grad work is personality typology so what i would do is figure out her personality and then i really know what will tickle tickle her everything um <laughs> tickle and, her fancy and, and more yeah t- t- yeah her heart her mind her soul and everything else mm-hmm. then is up for him to, to tickle um, to be honest, but I have to figure out people's personality type in love. When I matchmake, I take that very, I take in, uh, I do a love analysis that includes sex, mm. personality, demeanor, and, and just social preferences. For longevity, I like to set up couples if they want long-term. I want to make sure those are all in place already. So what I would do is figure out the woman's personality. One, one of the tests I love that everybody's heard of is the five love languages, right, by Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that helped a lot because my, where people go wrong is they show 
they show a person love by the way they feel it. And that's incorrect. Mm. Okay. If somebody, there's five ways we all feel love, mm. uh, gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, acts of, and what's the other one? Uh, touch. I was, I was going right. to say, I was going to say oral sex. I guess I was being too specific though. Well, that, yeah. that would be in touch. That would fall into you know? touch. Yes. Yeah, that would fall in the top. So, you know, you know, and I also put it into three different sexual categories of people. Sexual one are the highly active, sexual, experimental. They've played with toys. Mm. They're very open-minded, and they like, they have higher libidos. They mm. like sex several times a week. Then you have your level twos, which are the ones that if they date someone who wants more sex, they're like, okay, I'll take more sex. But if they date somebody who's a level three, who's low libido, they're like, okay, I can do without sex. The level threes are your low libido people. Those are your couples that can have sex once a month. Once they get going, they can have it once a year. Mm. They they can completely forget about it. So it's a nightmare for me to set up a level one with a level three for long term. So these are things that I help the guy figure out who who the woman is. What is her love language? Let's say his is touch. If hers is not touch, but it's gift, what he would have to do is buy her tons of gifts more, right? right? And then we would we would figure out her second love language. It might be words of affirmation. So I would have him constantly tell her how, how beautiful she looks that day, how great she looks, love this new color you're wearing. Um, he would have to verbally love her through that way. And through that, she would start to honor his touch. If he was highly sexual and if, if he needed more of that, he would just have to please her ways of feeling love. Because when a woman feels love, then she can't help but mm. love those she loves. It's a woman's nature. We give birth. Mm. We breastfeed. We we are programmed to love a child, right? Mm. And that can extend into our adult relationships, meaning our partners, our mom and dad, our friends, and all of that. So, But people have to feel love in order to give love. And so that's what we would do. We would figure out how does this woman in particular, because every woman feels love differently, we figure out how she feels it, and then I would urge him and give him tactics, tools, and strategies as to how to make her feel loved. Sometimes you need the tools. Sometimes the tools you can buy at your corner Adam and Eve store, but sometimes the tools are more symbolic tools. The tools are more emotional. Too. But I get it. Yeah, I, I think uh, we... That's for- only 18% of the women that like toys, by the way. That's the, that sounds about right. I've never been a toy. I've never been. I think I'm open-minded, but the toys, I don't know. I think you should be able to do it without the toys. But, but you, but you know, you, you, but you bring up a good point, And that's that just because we, we like getting something, whatever it is, it doesn't mean our partner likes getting that. Our partner might like something else. And if you give your partner that something else, you can get back right. what you want. Yeah. I think people right. miss that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're up against the clock here, but. I encourage people to check out everything that Gabrielle does at drlove.com. That's two V's there. So it's D R L O 
doublethe.com. Anything else people should know about what you do, Gabrielle? Well, I do I do matchmaking where I set up couples on breakfast, lunch, drinks, or dinner dates, whatever is most convenient and desirable for whoever uh, works with me, and so we get into it. And uh, I'm very successful. Yeah, I bring people what they want, not what I have. You work with people all around the country? Yes. All about, only in America, though. I don't okay. get into outside of America, anywhere in America. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and, I, and I bring men uh, and women what they want. If a man says, I prefer blondes, I get them blondes. We all have the things that really turn us on, and that's what I focus on. Somebody who wants a family, somebody might want that. Somebody want, might want somebody to go hiking every day. I'm not going to get them somebody who wants to lay in bed and watch TV every day. It gets uh, very deep into, into that. So I am a, a, a very obsessed matchmaker that tries to be very successful. I also do a lot of array events that are just cool uh, parties for people to meet, meet and greet and casual, um, and it not have to be paid matchmaking service. They get paid event. They can come and meet people on their own. And I also uh, get hired for lectures, and I also do love counsel. The men get it through the matchmaking. They'll call me every day and we talk and the counsel comes that way because men don't like to pay for therapy or counseling, right? right? So they'd rather pay for matchmaking. For the women, they're perfectly fine with paying for love counsel. And so the other biggest part of my business is people call me. We set up an appointment. They tell me what the issue is and, and I help them. Uh, resolve it. I, I give them exact. I tell them exactly what they what to say to their partner, exactly how to change patterns that aren't working for their partnership, and we have a very high success rate with that. Excellent. And again, you go to grlove dot com. Doctor Love, I have to play it one more time. Come on, kiss. Doctor Love. All right, fine. Woo! Okay. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, thank you so much, Gabrielle. You've been an awesome sport on the Boston Podcast. I hope you had a good time. Thank you for having me on. That was so much fun. You bet. You bet. I encourage you to check it out. Maybe there's someone out there for all of us. I hope so. Gabrielle's doing her best. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, the All-Inclusive Podcast with Jay Ruderman. Find that anywhere you find your pods. Go to pod617.com if you'd like your own podcast. And on behalf of Gabrielle, Dr. Love, and my new best friend, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Water.